Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, the Phoenix Club is entirely fueled by your donations on Patreon. If you think the show is interesting or worth your while, do consider giving a little bit of money at patreon.com slash the Phoenix Club. Thank you so much to those who already do it. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is episode 111, and we talk about libertarianism. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phileas Club. This is a show where we usually get people from different countries, different cultures, different backgrounds, put them together around a giant table spanning the length of the earth, basically virtual, but still, and we get them to discuss the news. So we get different points of view on uh, the topics we that are making the headlines. That is what we usually do every month. Every once in a while, uh, we get together with one person. I mean, I get together with one person and we discuss a specific topic. Sometimes it's life in a, in a different country. Uh, sometimes it's uh, ideas. And today we are going to be talking about one specific idea, uh, which might be strange to some uh, people on the planet, myself included. I'm Patrick Beja, and I'm really happy uh, to be welcoming today Brian Brushwood, who is basically uh, the internet's most famous magician right is that <laughs> that's how... very kind that was a, that's a, the culmination of an 11 year plan is one day i wanted literally just <laughs> one person to think of me that way and if it worked now i could retire thank you well listen out of all of the magicians i know um you are the the best one and i also know of uh dr St stephen strange uh who is my understanding <laughs> is some kind of magician so that's fair, not bad um, so, I mean, we could be talking about uh, magic. That would be a fascinating topic, and maybe we'll get to that one day. But the other uh, thing I really uh, I know about you um, is, well, apart from the fact that you're a fantastic person and human being, um, is your love of, well, your love, your belief in uh, being a libertarian. That is starting really well. Already we're off to a, this is, I love this because, uh, I, I don't know if you intended to, but, but the way you phrased it, it's almost as though you're trying to reconcile like, well, he seems like a good person, <laughs> but he <laughs> believes in libertarianism. How can both of these things be true? You know, it's not, it, it wasn't intentional, but, uh, in my mind, libertarianism is such a weird idea. And I'm sure, you know, to Americans, it's uh, already to mo many Americans, it's, it's a little bit, uh, far from the, the standard way of viewing the, the economy and the world and society. But you can imagine from outside of America, uh, it's kind of a crazy idea. And I'm going to do my best uh, to ask the dumb questions I usually ask. But yeah, already, um, how estranged are you from the common people uh, in, in that uh, school of thought? I mean, do, when you talk about it in the US, do people look at you funny? Or is it well, like... So 
here's the nice thing is, is, um, you know, what happens, what I think happened, or you know what, I'm not even going to talk about other people. I'll talk about what happened to me is I grew up in a conservative household. Uh, and you know, you're taught that, that, uh, these people are rational thinking beings and these other people are crazy. Uh, they, they want to waste all the government's money and do everything terrible. Uh, but then meanwhile, I would have friends who would be very, uh, 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 liberal and, and they're all like, why, why does your family love to hate people based on the color of their skin or, or, you know, force everyone to be the same religion or whatever. And it wasn't until Which, I got to just to be, to be clear, was it the case or was no, it not the case? No, no, not at right. all. Okay. <laughs> right. So <laughs> there was, there was fantasies on both sides of the. Uh, yeah, correct. And it wasn't until I got to college that, uh, that I realized that, um, You know, the shorthand of the left and the right is something very, very easy in rhetoric. It's something that everybody resonates with. Culturally, you kind of have two clubhouses, one on uh, one on the left side that says uh, the government should intervene a lot, uh, should intervene a lot on fiscal issues, but should not tell people very much what to do culturally, socially. They shouldn't tell people where to put their genitals. They shouldn't um, tell people... Uh, <laughs> that's a great uh, way of putting it, by the way. I, I think that's how I'm going to refer to those ideas from now on. Don't yeah, tell exactly. people where to put their genitals. That's <laughs> right. That's not and a polite you thing. Have, on the other side, you have the right that, uh, uh, that on the one hand, they're like, uh, hey, uh, uh, I'm running my business. Uh, government, could you please stop telling me how to run my business? Because I'm an expert on one thing, and that's my business. Uh, and uh, but unfortunately, that clubhouse also very obsessed with where people put their genitals. <laughs> very obsessed <laughs> about what passport they have. Very obsessed with, uh, with 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 all the things we associate with the far right. And it wasn't until I got to college that I saw uh, that there is no left right, but instead there's a diamond, a political diamond. So uh, on the left, you have socially. Uh, liberal, you know, hey, man, you do you. Let's, uh, 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 you know, uh, be from all walks of life and let's tolerate each other. Uh, and also on that side, you said, but we have to stop corporate interests. We got to keep them in check. We can't have runaway whatevers. And also, if we're going to uh, uh, help all these people, well, then obviously we have to tax everybody. And of course, the government ends, ends up getting everybody's business. So that is that is um, uh, 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 fiscally Oh, there's a better word than statist, uh, 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 fiscally, uh, whatever, uh, uh, government, government intervention, high on fiscal issues, right. government intervention, low on, uh, social issues. And then on the right, you have government intervention, very low on fiscal issues, but very, very high on social issues. Uh, you know, for example, the right was the one that was fueling the, uh, the, the, the drug war or prohibition back in the early 20th century. And then I figured out like, oh, wait, you also have an up and a down and up at the top. You have, uh, let's say, a, an authoritarian regime or a communist regime or whatever, which is, you know what? Best of all worlds. Let's have government involved in literally everything. And then <laughs> you have down at the bottom, you have uh, uh, my little corner, the one that makes the most sense to me, which is whenever possible, let's not get people who aren't the parties involved involved. In other words, let's be – Uh, let's try to minimize government intervention in my pocketbook and in uh, in between my two pockets. That's that you know, seems pretty good to me. That that is like the way you're putting it is really interesting because uh, you you had this little uh, caveat at the beginning, which was whenever possible. And the way I view or I the way I perceive libertarianism doesn't have that whenever possible. I, I imagine maybe in the way that, you know, your family imagined liberals and your friends imagined your family, something extremely uh, uh, 
one tone. You know, this is what we should do, and it should apply to everything. And um, and maybe you know what? Maybe we should define uh, libertarianism before we keep going. And maybe I'm going to start, and you're going to correct me because that's the meat of the show. But um, before we do, it's really interesting already the way you are describing even the complex view of the political spectrum um for you initially it was two ideas and then you have the diamond with different people who are uh, on different places on that diamond maybe but for us at least in france and i'm sure in many european countries the political spectrum is never two and not even four there are, you know it might be on a line and you have different intensities uh but we have so many parties and and so many different options that we never think of politics as two parties only. There are currents, you know, and, and uh, of course, you're going to have the left and the right. That is the case everywhere. Um, and you're going to have, you know, the Greens and the, the far right and the racists and the whatever. But we never look at it in, in two uh, uh, varieties, in two options. And it seems like, I mean, it's pretty obvious... It's it's a common uh, view of the U.S. political landscape, but it seems that that's where you were coming from initially, and where a lot of people still are. And libertarianism yeah, well, and, for you is a way to escape that. Uh, I, I I would be really curious. I know that in in America, and I might be misquoting this, but at some point I could have sworn I wrote uh, read an article that pointed out that the number one indicator of what political party you belong to is what political party your parents belong to. You know, there's this straight up tribalism, like, you know, we're, we're a Democrat household and you're going to be a Democrat and, um, you know, you're going to join the union and you're going to complain when your lever pulling job gets taken by a machine. (laughs) That's what we do. Uh, And uh, do you find it to be a similar situation just with more tribes to belong to in in France? Uh, Yeah, I think mostly, I mean, we still look at ourselves as maybe we have three we have uh you know the left the right and then the center which is a a, a viable ish option uh, at least as ideologically so you still probably inherit your core beliefs most of the time from your parents not all the time but most of the time so i think that is a uh, uh, common to more you know to a big part of the world um there might be a little bit a little bit more mobility though because you have those options so you know your parents are you know the, from the socialist party which is again not communism it's very different um but from the socialist party and you're thinking ah oh, they're a little bit too soft or a little bit too hard on on these issues so i'm going to shift a little bit to the left or, or to the right um so let's say we have a little bit more options within that inherited uh, ideology i'd say yeah, and uh, to your earlier point about the the cartoon representation that a lot of people, uh, both fairly and unfairly, have when they think of the word uh, libertarian. Oftentimes, you think of a white privileged twenty three year old going on <laughs> about how uh, not even roads should be paid for. Uh, and, yes, you know, and, exactly. Uh, so, it, so I think let what me happens is, let me jump I, let let me jump in to describe. Uh, what my idea of libertarianism uh, is. Sure. It, so I, I'm going to emphasize the, the, the description a little bit, but it's not too far from what I actually think libertarianism stands for as a whole. Um, it is that idea that, okay, 
caricature it's Mad Max. Um, everyone for themselves and the society or breaks Somalia. down. You don't care. That's a, that's right? a popular one. Okay. Say, oh, you must love Somalia, <laughs> for example. Uh, but yeah, essentially, it's the idea that the government should be involved in nothing, which is why, you know, it made me... Uh, uh, It, it was interesting when you said whenever possible, and I wonder how f big that whenever possible is, but the government should be involved in nothing. And exactly to what you were saying, so I'm not going to go on too long, but that idea that uh, libertarians don't want the government involved in infrastructure or in social security or in anything, anything like that. Um, and it's funny because when we talk about Some of these issues, I've sort of been educated by my audience because I've often had uh, libertarians who come to me on Twitter after a show or something like that and who tell me, you know, it's funny, actually, I'm a little bit libertarian, but social security is the one thing I think the government should be involved in. So I'm guessing my view is a little bit distorted, but uh, the wait, more wait. realistic view of libertarianism, what is I it? Yeah, you know that's that's uh, I I I don't think of it as an ideal because I don't know what's right. I do think of it as a gravitational pull. I think of it as something that, in general, I want to go because we because if you decide it's an ideal, then that's everybody's favorite thing. It's like, oh, so you believe that that we shouldn't have roads? You believe that we should have no army? You believe this? And that's that's a fun, easy thing to project on other people and. To be honest, there are people out there who have sat and argued back and forth and they were able to come get to a mental construct where they were like, uh, no, man, when somebody owns your house and the government comes in and says, I want to tear down your house because the rest of this mob wants to road here. I'm sorry it's in your way, but uh, we get to do it. We're the government. You know, that you can come up with a theoretical construct by which anarcho-capitalism uh, might work, or at least for some number of people or whatever. Uh, and But I wish that that wasn't the first part people started in their discussions on libertarianism. I wish okay. they would start with what do we agree on, because that's the that's the best thing about being in the libertarian space is by definition, I could talk to any uh, lefty uh, and 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 find an awful lot for us to agree upon uh, things. Uh, for example, Uh, things get a little bit weird when you get to the subject of, for, uh, for example, gay marriage. We both agree that it should not be prohibited to marry somebody of whatever sex you like. But we agree for different reasons because they believe that it's the government is the institution that blesses unions between two people. And I believe that the very idea of government being in charge of what people can copulate in any capacity is inherently immoral. So you find yourself overlapping on, on things, but for different reasons, but that's okay. As long as you guys but are so overlapping twice on the, on the right, you know, they complain mm. about like this small business uh, is getting crushed under these ridiculous regulations. Uh, look at this. Now that now they want me to disclose that there's plastic in my facility for no good reason. Don't it's a plastic shop. Of course there's plastics here. Uh, I agree. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. They should, shouldn't they should not try to slap this one size fits all regulation on you and now you have to waste time energy and effort to no tangible benefit outside of to make some bureaucrat and some voters who will never set foot in your shop feel better knowing that they controlled you yeah that really really sucks but okay so i take all of these points i understand how you find you know intersecting ideas with uh, other more popular maybe currents of of political thought But in each of those, uh, the, if you stop at that point you're discussing, it makes sense. But if you go a little bit farther, 
it starts to break down. I mean, in my view, at least, when you're talking about uh, uh, the the, I mean, the the road. Uh, I'm not sure where you fell on that on that one. You know, breaking, uh, uh, tearing down a house to build a road. I'm not sure if you thought it was you know uh, uh, something good or something bad, and. I'm guessing that libertarians aren't super happy about those kinds of projects, but then for the the common good, sometimes you need to uh, uh, bring down one person's interest or a group of people's interest. Right. If, if there you- is a there's a moral way to do that. The libertarian answer to that uh, there was a Supreme Court decision, um, uh, the Kilo decision, where uh, what what I what I think libertarians tend to try to be very cognizant of is that behind every government action is the force is a monopoly on violence. And we don't like to remember this part, but the government has a monopoly on violence. The government has the right to murder at its will. And you, we say no movie. They're not murdering people left and right. But for example, uh, taxes, if you do not pay your taxes sooner or later, people with guns will show up. And if you refuse to move, there are cases where people have been shot dead because they refused to move when and they did not cooperate with the authority that has a monopoly on violence. So, well, when, I, I would say ideally they put you in jail, which is already you could but, make the case that it is a, a violent ish action. I, I don't uh, think you have to go to. Wait, yes, it's called uh, imprisonment and it's what right. we do to slaves. Uh, that's I mean, that's uh, <laughs> sure. But OK, I, I keep mean, going, keep going. So, so. Regardless, um, uh, you know, life, liberty, and uh, 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 the uh, and the pursuit property. of life, happiness. Liberty, property. Oh, when okay. you are imprisoned, you are denied. Uh, you exist in the in the past, the present, and the future. Uh, the past is, uh, or when you are murdered, you are denied your future. That is a denial of your liberty. When you are imprisoned, you are denied your present. And when you uh, have your property taken to, from you, you are denied the fruits of your past labor. So in that, uh, and this is this is the high-minded, feel-good kind of stuff. But uh, my point on all this is, for example, let's say you want to tear down a house because you want a road because it's for a public good. I don't doubt that it would be good for the public. I don't. I don't doubt that it'll be good for everyone. But I don't believe that announcing how it's going to be. And the justification of it being because you have guns is a very moral or ethical way to do it. It seems to me that there is some price by which they could reach an understanding or, you know, I mean, if, because if you don't own a thing, then then what's the point of anything? Why, why even bother to call it ownership or anything? Sure. Well, I mean, it seems a little bit of an absolute view on things. You do own the thing, but if you can never, I mean, you're saying they could come to an understanding if the person doesn't want to leave uh, and there is no price if it's money that will make their, them leave or, or anything that will make them leave, then you don't connect those two cities that will that need the, the road and that will uh, improve everyone's life and the economy between the cities and improve jobs and make everyone's life better. Like, what is the... I understand you're saying there would be a more moral way of doing it, but sometimes but I, there isn't. What, and ideally, right. so, the, 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 the laws and the system of rules that we have are there to resolve those uh, uh, cases where you can't find a common ground, hopefully without violence. Um, and but, yeah. this is actually a really good 
setup for uh, the other argument for uh, uh, for the position, which is uh, we've described a situation where, let's say, universally, 100 percent, all of society will be better if this road is built. And you got one stick in the mug that refuses to give up their property or whatever. Okay. And uh, everybody agrees, except for that one person, that the obvious thing is to eminent domain it and take that property. We've had situations like this. Uh, it was so obvious that we needed a telephone grid unified to go all the way across the United States that at a time that there was a lot of tinkering and people were putting together competing standards and all that stuff, it was announced by the government, uh, no, 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 we're just going to have one standard. Uh, we picked this guy. It's AT&T. Uh, and, uh, and they used the force of law and, again, that behind guns to set up the AT&T monopoly in the United States. And we had uh, 50 years of lack of progress. We They had to then – People started hooking up uh, answering machines, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. These are foreign devices hooked up to this monopoly. We have to stop this because who knows what will happen. And again, but you those, know, basically— But those aren't monop- incompatible. You know, it's not incompatible that you needed the government in- intervention to— intervention to set up the infrastructure and then you had a few decades where maybe things didn't move as fast as they could have but if the government hadn't set up that that infrastructure then things would not have happened and i guess we will never know um you you can cling to the idea that well it would have worked better without the government getting involved i guess maybe if we're going to an extreme but that's a really good point because that is that is the real challenge is uh, uh, the, the, the free market position, uh, doesn't get to weep for the thing that actually happens. We just have to shrug for the thing that never got a chance to be tried, you know, and we we see echoes of this, for example, you know, um, because we spent all our money on established landlines, then, uh, uh, America slipped behind and didn't get the chance to leapfrog over into wireless, uh, uh, uh technologies. And, and we've seen countries that suddenly like, you know, they, because they, they didn't move too early to do what looked like the obvious thing at the time. And that's the other thing is, is when, when, when you vote, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the phrase? You don't need freedom to do the smart thing. You know, if you want to open a bank account and start saving for your retirement, you don't need freedom for that. Everyone's going to agree <laughs> that that's just fine. What you need is freedom to do the crazy thing, like cash out your retirement to start a, a startup called Google or whatever. I mean, um, and in general, it, 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 you know, it, I think of it in terms of just uh, uh, regulatory barnacles on a ship. You know, it's like uh, you, know, you put this brand new ship of in in the water, and it's just moving really, really fast. And bit by bit, uh, in that industry, as it emerges, you just get more and more regulations. And and it's not that the ship doesn't work. It's not that it doesn't get you to from point A to point B. But it it now you got to wait for somebody else to build a brand new form of transportation because those barnacles are never coming off. Okay, I, that, I see. That's just a bummer to me. I, I understand that. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to ask you about which, where you're okay with the government getting involved, because that is, I understand where you're okay with the government not getting involved, mostly. Uh, but that is, I think, the, the really interesting part, is where do libertarians say, okay, that's too much, even for me. 
Before we do that, though, I want to go back to the idea of genitals, because obviously it's appealing to everyone. Um, yeah, that SEO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you have that intersection, you said, with liberals, where you're telling them, um, well, we don't want the government to say who you can marry. But how far do you take it? For example, if, we, if some people want to be polygamous. Are you okay with that? If some people want to marry younger people, I'm not going to say children, but, uh, you know, 14 years old, for example, where do you set the bar? Um, it, the, the, in my view, the libertarian is, it's almost as if it's by accident that they're going to agree with the people who defend um, gay rights or whatever, because really their, their belief goes a little bit farther into a territory where the people who defend gay rights might say, whoa, hey, wait a second now, that's a little bit too far, right? You see what I mean? So yeah. where do you set the... Well, let's take... A, I, I think the problem is is the... Uh, or, or I think where we disagree is the immediate assumption that government is the best way to get to those good things. We want good things. Let's say, let's say uh, there's a community around the corner and uh, they have a practice of marrying off nine-year-olds. They pair them together and they, and they, and they marry them. Uh, we can uh, uh, use, uh, pass a law and then eventually bring in guns and start it. And, and we'll But probably why all. Why do you always go to the guns thing? It's that, like, I understand that's the uh, uh, end of the story if things get, go really badly. But I think that's a, a, an interesting view of it because that's not where my mind as a European would go. Well, it would, it would I, go to the courts, it would go, but you immediately go to, and then it will end with guns and monopoly on violence. That's really oh, interesting. No, no, no. It, it, it's just, that's, that's what's backing it. Uh, that's, that's what's backing those laws. Laws mean nothing without the guns. And I think it's immoral to forget that part. I think it's immoral to seduce yourself into thinking that you're just issuing a feel-good proclamation and people are obeying it because you were right the entire time. Uh, for example, let's do a more concrete thing. Um, it was very well-intentioned to start the war on drugs and to uh, uh, get people for, uh, to start prohibition. And uh, as a result of that very well-intentioned public good, uh, millions of people died and, and organized crime became a, a, a horrific and it, it's directly traceable. Uh, but uh, So good intentions don't, don't cause things to happen. It's, it's the unintended consequences that terrify me. And we've seen the unintended consequences of the, of the three-year-old who, and again, for as much as you would like to believe that guns aren't where it goes, you know, there's, there's a three-year-old toddler with his face melted off because they threw a flashbang into the wrong house on a no-knock drug raid. That's a real thing that's happening. Sure, and I, sure. think it's, I think it's immoral to look the other way on that and say, yes, but no, 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 we're really just trying to get people to be good people. I, I think those are fine words that deny the, uh, 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 the end of the line of where these feel-good policies often can end up. Not always, but, not always, but, but they you certainly will, can. You will agree. Uh, okay, let's, let's get back to the nine-year-olds, actually, because I think you were getting to a point that, uh, that was really interesting. I, tell me if I'm wrong. You were saying maybe society is going to be better off with people getting married at nine and oh, raising goodness. families. No, 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 that... no, 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 okay. no, 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 I was, okay. I was wondering Thanks. because some people do that and, you know, couples divorce less and they might be happier. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, let's say, let's say, uh, there's three people. It's Patrick and Brian and, uh, we'll say Tom Merritt <laughs> and Tom Merritt, <laughs> Tom Merritt does something that the two of us don't like. Uh, we could pass a law because after all, we out, uh, we out, uh, number Tom Merritt. 
And mm-hmm. then Tom Merritt will uh, have to obey because the force of law and 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 behind it guns. Don't forget, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, will force him to. But I, the libertarian position, out, so. the libertarian position would be, well, Patrick, you and me really don't like what Tom's doing. What do we have? We don't just have the power to vote. We also have money. We also have platforms. We can also make it very unpopular. For Tom, we can put pressure on him. We can refuse to trade with Tom on a person-to-person basis. You don't need to go to pass a law immediately. And as a result, what we have is laws often only get passed after society has moved on past a certain thing. Because think about it. The the, the lawmakers, they want to get reelected, so they tend to wait until they figured out what the society already wants and is already doing. And then they do the equivalent of stand out in, in front of that parade and act like they're they're leading it, and years later say, "Well, I solved that racism problem, didn't I?" <laughs> okay, uh, but in the case of the the war on drugs, which clearly I think now has, at the very least, been badly implemented. If you look at the alternative, especially, I mean, uh, hindsight twenty twenty, all of this. Now it's easy to say, "Well, that was kind of a, a bummer," but when it started. Uh, drugs were a problem, right? And and the alternative, what was it? To just let it happen and let the drugs flood into the country? I mean, I can understand why people at the time were saying, we need to do something about it with those very precious guns we have that, you know, we, we care about so much. Um, so what was the alternative back then? Maybe The alternative is the same way we destroyed smoking. We never made smoking illegal in the United States. It's still legal everywhere. It's legal to buy cigarettes. It's legal for them to make cigarettes. It's legal for them to sell cigarettes. Instead, we used our other currencies besides the force of law, besides guns. We made it uncool. We spent money to hire very clever marketers to uh, to expose. We spent money on research studies. We spent money on uh, on 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 marketers to point out just how awful uh, it is for your body. We we set up rewards and incentives that made it uh, uh, to where that's not very appealing. And now smoking is almost universally associated with the lower lower class status. And not and my kids are never going to end up smoking a cigarette. And that's all without using. Now, you can get into the weeds and say, oh, well, taxing incentives and all that stuff. That's fine. I would make the case that you probably could have done it without any of that either, because ultimately what happened is you had an argument of ideas and the better idea won because at no point did the government come in and stop the argument. And the problem is, as much as it feels like announcing that cocaine is now illegal has stopped the argument. All it does is drive the argument underground and, uh, and, and result in horrific, perverse consequences. So the idea, I, I think, yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, and let's, let's take something even worse. If you want to really get me, say, what about slaves, Brian? What about slavery? And the answer is, <laughs> hey, could have, hey, Brian, what about slaves? What about slavery? <laughs> We could have handled it the way the entire rest of the world did rather than having the bloodiest war in our history, using nothing but our guns to kill brother against brother. Uh, instead, they, as a society, they bought out uh, moneyed interests, bought the freedom of slaves and set free. In the case, now you say, oh, but it was the government in England that paid for all the slaves to be free. And I will say, yes, that is the point at which that story ended. But I also believe it might have been possible or probably would have been inevitable that some moneyed interest would have done it themselves. Hmm. You're you're making me pause, which is I'm never happy <laughs> about because that means I'm considering ideas I didn't like uh, or still don't like, but at least I'm considering them. Um, 
Okay. Well, and, and let's let's dial back, uh, like on the roads thing, where it's like, um, uh, I like roads. I like to drive on them. I think they're they're fine institutions. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, when all you care about is when you have the when you have the force of law, you get to say, "There's got to be a road here. Everyone want roads? Say yeah." And then they all say yeah. And then a road gets made, and everybody agrees it was the right decision. And it's not for twenty or thirty years later that you find out that that contract uh, was awarded to this guy's cousin. And that uh, there was no competitive bids and it cost a bazillion dollars and that it wasn't made uh, as well as possible. And we have cases now uh, where best practices, more libertarian leaning practices are, okay. we're going to budget money for a road. We don't care. You know, and we're going to put it out to bid. We're going to have competitive bids and we're going to have private institutions uh, lining up to outcompete each other for this money. Likewise, the American uh, institution of uh, education institution, unfortunately, has a pre- has this thing where we decide that wherever you live, we decide by geography will determine what school you're going to go to because everyone's got to go to school and there's only one state school run institution. And if you live in this area, you got to go to this school. Meanwhile, over in Belgium, uh, they're kicking our asses because they tie the money to the child and they say, here is the here is ten thousand dollars per year to spend on school. Go to whatever school you want. So what do you think happens? A lot of people compete to make make sure that they have reputations of outstanding academics. They attract parents by uh, by by pointing out how little violence there are. If somebody is a religious, then they say we also pray three times a day. That's not a problem because we're allowed to do that because the money is tied to you and you get to spend it to where, whatever way you want. But meanwhile, we don't get that. And and now we're at a place where we're so entrenched. And there, there, there are very powerful unions that that would don't want the money attached to the child, and so the the proposers like school vouchers get shut down. And uh, look, I'm not going to say we're in a hellscape. I'm not going to say we're doing terrible, but I I do wistfully wonder what everything would look like if the money was tied to the child and not to the district and the school. Okay, all of these are are frustratingly interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So just to get back, to, so I have a, a, an idea of what you would envision in a libertarian solution to the drug problem. Um, drugs would be legal, kind of like Mario, uh, uh, pot is, is getting now. Uh, they would be legal and you could open a cocaine shop um, and the, the, the power of marketing would make them look uncool i'm simplifying but it would be legal to sell drugs is that yeah, somebody uh, let's say let's say you open your let's say and and again everything goes in stages right so what what i think really will happen is we're having a discussion about um uh pot and then uh what i what i suspect will come next is a a stepping away from criminalization of harder drugs like cocaine and instead the opening of a dialogue of looking at it as a public health problem which you know then now all of a sudden you know I th- that changes sentencing that sentence changes incentives um uh, now if you have uh cocaine on you and a cop pulls you over over now you're not incentivized to consider shooting the cop because you can't afford to go to jail for 10 years and instead maybe you know you'll be less violent because you know if you're caught with it you're going to go into a treatment program and all that uh but even if we waved a wand uh and all of a sudden everything was legal uh, or at least in drugs uh let's say you know enterprising entrepreneur patrick beja opens up a coke shop uh but then meanwhile uh uh both tom merritt and brian brushwood think that coke is the worst of all the drugs and now uh, again 
rather than us voting, because again, we can outvote Patrick Beja, we say, well, what do you got? Well, I got a platform and I got money. Let's say we open up next to it a free clinic uh, 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 you know, that demonizes it. Let's buy ads. Let's, uh, mm. let's uh, uh, create a better alternative. Let's, you know, it, it's just, there, yeah. there are options that don't involve uh, the government. There are possibilities. What happens when everyone thinks the best option is to do the drugs, though? You know, um, like you're, in every example we've been taking, the the the, the people, like the, the good people, uh, Patrick Beja and Brian Brushwood, uh, ha have the right idea. But it seems to me that in many cases, the majority or the people who have the power or who have the money or whatever might not have the right idea. Um, uh And that's a, that that is a really good question. And, and, and uh, the the good <laughs> and uh, if I run a government, then I have to have an answer for that. But if I believe that free minds engaged in spiriting debate will yield the answer, then I don't have to know right now what the right <laughs> answer is, just that we can agree that there needs to that, that we need to work towards a right answer. So basically, libertar uh, libertarians are unbridled optimistics uh, optimists they they just I, think that people working together will create an idea the best solution um because i'm not even gonna say i'm not even gonna say they will but i'm gonna say that that they tend to right mm. so it's and, more and, likely and, than the government trying to engineer it um yeah uh, uh yeah for example um take a look at hong kong hong kong uh was 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 a curious political artifact that was owned by the british uh but they didn't want to do anything with it, it had a zero natural resources it was rock and a port and it was owned by britain and they said what are we going to do and they, they said we're going to do one thing and that is uh keep the peace and enforce contract law So as a result, Hong Kong had one resource, and that was the fact that if you did a deal in Hong Kong, you're going to get uh, uh, whatever you wrote down, whatever you agreed to was going to go through. And then that's what developed in, into stuff. So like something like Somalia, the worst places in the world are not places with no government uh, or, or sorry, not with uh, the worst places are the one where there's not even enough government to enforce agreements. Uh, I think the ideal sweet spot for libertarianism is all parties agree to everything and that there's some adult monopoly of force that is able to enforce that agreement. And I think where we run into trouble with the lawlessness is a Somalia uh, versus a Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, you could go and uh, by signing one sheet of paper, you can open a business and you can as good or as bad an idea as it is, no matter whose brother it competes with, no matter uh, how insane or sensible it is, they don't care. They say uh, the, the, the position is, uh, you, you want to do it? Uh, uh, zero money, hope, uh, best of luck to you. Uh, we'll, we'll enforce the contracts that you do. And a lot of wonderful things come out of that. And a lot of not wonderful things come from, number one, well-intentioned sweeping policies over applied. Um, you know, I'll tell you this much. Uh, libertarians, if we could eventually argue about the roads, can we start by agreeing on on wars <laughs> about these insane <laughs> wars about uh, that that we're fighting all over the place? These military presences and, and, and trying to put, put our one size fit all solutions throughout the globe. Um, I don't know. That's 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 my vibe on all that. Yeah, I mean, again, this is an example of where of uh, I would say yes, sure. Maybe all of the wars that have been happening in the past few decades are weren't ideal, but some of them were necessary. And it seems like you're saying, you know, your solution would get us to never do anything like that. And sometimes you have to. 
Um, well, uh, that's uh, and again, this is this is the universal argument is like, well, if we did if we took this to its extreme, yeah, then uh, here's a, a bad situation. Uh, but the good news is we're never going to get there. We're never going to get to any of those extreme situations. We're never going to get to a place where we're going to tear up the roads. We're never going to get to a place where, where there are no wars fought. We're never going to get to a place where somebody's allowed to raise a child without educating them. Uh, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. So if that's the part of libertarianism that scares you, well, wait, why? good why? news, <laughs> it'll never happen. Why? I mean, sure, the 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 no wars thing. So you're saying even in the the libertarian view, some wars you have to fight is what you're saying. Uh, well, I, I mean, uh, that's an interesting question on what is a just war. Um, uh, that that might be above my pay grade, but also. Uh, not anything I can do anything about at this point, but I can do something sure, about but... making sure that my school board doesn't award a contract to just one person, but instead puts it out to bid for five different people. Okay, so you're saying let's talk about what we can have an influence on at the moment, and then we'll talk about the bigger things uh, later. Yeah, and I, and I believe there are, like, for example, a dude went to jail, full-on jail, for selling silver coins it, it was he uh, he took uh, he no, said i don't like the idea of of the government um uh, you know printing up money and all that stuff so i'm going to do something about it uh, i've got some silver here i'm going to melt it down and uh, so the the price of silver is about $25 uh, an ounce so here's an ounce sized coin of silver and uh, it says liberty on it and it's got $25 uh, uh, and if you go to the website it explains You know, this is a, a a price tag. This is a approximation of value. You do with it whatever you want, and you trade it. But you you right understand there. why it it happened, right? You understand that the in order for the monetary system to work, the government is the one who has to print money. And this was kind of yeah, it's not money. Hey, <laughs> wink, wink. Not you know, nudge, nudge. And you understand why this I went mean, to the extreme of putting the guy in jail. I don't if, know the story, if, but I I'm guessing. But But by that logic, why wouldn't you put the uh, whoever you can use in Bitcoin in jail? What, what's I the difference? I mean, the Bitcoins aren't set as are they, you know, a uh, 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 property or currency yet. I, actually, most government seems to be saying that they're uh, property. So it's not really right. the same well, thing. And a, a piece of silver is property. And well, whether I... He was, whether I cover it with a Bible verse or, or, or $9 billion dollars and a novelty picture of George Bush, uh, it seems like you got the right to, to do whatever nutty thing you want. And if people like it and use it, then, uh, then, then that works. But, you know, again, sure. uh, what okay. we have is the end of the story is somebody did a thing and now there's no chance to find out what would have happened. Because realistically, what would have happened is uh, uh, somebody would say, hey, this guy's putting the numbers $25 on there. If you see one of these, punch him in the nose or, <laughs> or, or, or don't take him. And, well, punch him in the nose would be a been... problem already. Um, but because as you uh, uh, implied many, oh, as you said many times, again, in order for society to work, most people seem to think that the government has to have the monopoly on violence. So the, well, the yes, correct yeah, way of doing it, nose, you're right. Yeah, the, the, the correct uh, way of doing it is call a cop and tell them to punch him in the nose. So, because that's uh, much better. Um, uh, but okay. I mean, really, the, the best, uh, the best one involves no punching of noses and instead <laughs> sure. says, you know, take out, you know, start writing pamphlets, start telling friends what a big sure. phony and fraud this is, and then get it resolved that way. Well, I do love that uh, every scenario uh, that you describe 
always seems to go the best way possible. That's that's what I I'm understanding from everything you're uh, explaining. Uh, maybe I'm I'm viewing it well, a little bit cynically, but. Um, well, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, it won't go the best way pro possible. It'll go wrong a, a lot of different ways. It mm. took it took a lot of false starts to convince people to stop smoking. It wasn't enough to uh, uh, to just have doctors, uh, you know, issue reports saying it because then the moneyed interests paid doctors to say doctors prefer camels. Um, you know, there will be setbacks. There will be failures along the way. But we got we got there. And we and we got there effectively, and we got there without shooting people. And I thought that was that's pretty great. So uh, the don't don't confuse my position with it is uh, um, unstoppable that there will be failure. There will all there'll certainly be failure, right. but uh, it, it's not inevitable that there will be success. Uh, but I, I'm saying you can get there without uh, uh, without the clumsy and uh, you know what they say when you're holding a hammer, everything's. A nail, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I and and to be fair, it is absolutely the case that it's not like the governments get it right every time. I think if if the the one thing that every political current agrees on is that the government gets it wrong many times. So I, I get your point. Um, so since we're on governments, what do you think the government should be in charge of? That's the the I think the really interesting thing because from what I understand until now. It seems like it's nothing, but you were saying whenever no. possible. So. No, 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 no. Very, uh, uh, the government should guarantee the maximum amount of life, liberty, and property. Uh, the, it protects your interests. That's why it's there. It protects you from being imprisoned. It protects you from being murdered. It protects you uh, when you make an agreement with another person. It enforces that, that agreement. And beyond so, that, it, it, there, there's not much that uh, – it seems like everything else can be worked out among free individuals. No, but you, you, so contract law, I think is pretty clear. Your, your example was really good. Um, but all of the other things you kind of, uh, glossed over, uh, how does that actually work? Do you need a police force? Do you need, uh, uh, you know, uh, ju uh judges? Do you need, what does the government sure. actually uh, consist let, of? And that, that's, uh, here's a fun one. Um, would you be opposed to, um, <laughs> would you be opposed to the idea of each city choosing uh uh what police force they they wanted from competing institutions do you feel like that would be inherently immoral or do you feel like <laughs> that would create an environment where uh where they attempt to outdo each other with better records of politeness you know for example well it costs more money uh but secure corp every single person has a live drop cam on them and i think our community feels better with that so we're going to vote uh hey are we cool with spending five thousand more dollars per month for secure corp over over uh, 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 Benefax, and uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to go with Secure Corp. They're like, no, we can't afford Secure Corp, so we're going to go with Benefax. And it's like, okay, well, uh, I, I, hopefully we'll be able to afford, afford it, or let's put some pressure on them to get those drop cams installed because this, uh, there's a few more beatings than I would like. That sounds freaking rad. That sounds like uh, uh, progress. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I don't know if I want to live in a libertarian world, but I certainly want to live in a Brian Brushwood's world. It, <laughs> every, everything you describe sounds awesome. Uh, but uh, well, and, and I guess, again, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm not saying that it's even likely to happen. All I know is that uh, if, if, if uh, we're what we're on track for is it can't happen. And that seems like a real bummer to me. I don't know. You know, it's I think the world the way it is isn't 
working too badly. Uh, but I, that would be actually a, a whole other show oh, to no, no, no. discuss. And, and actually, I'm very much on your side uh, on this. If there's one thing um, uh, I can't stand is the the the, the idea that the world is not the best it's ever been by every right. single measure. You read Steven Pinker's book, Enlightenment Now, if you read Better, Better Angels of Our Nature, if you read The uh, the Rational Optimist by uh, uh, Matt Ridley, you'll know that we live longer, happier, healthier lives by every single definition, by every ability to measure uh, in all of human history. Yes, you can say that this car currently has an ugly paint job on it, uh, but that doesn't mean that the car is bad. And um, uh, especially if you read the... Rational Optimist and also uh, Abundance uh, is another good one. Uh, It's pretty clear that most of the good things and the progress we have uh, is generated by the engine of of competitive free markets. And Mm. so I want a free market of ideas. I want a free market of of, uh, a a literal free market. Um, And and, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I I agree with you on the the free market. And I think anyone who is rational even our you know socialists in France would agree that the free market is what propels us forward what gives us progress uh the 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 question then becomes how controlled does it have to be and the answer is maybe that's the 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 actual answer to all of the political spectrum it's that question and if you answer it you know where you stand is how controlled does it have to be and we are heading towards the conclusion of the show, but I do want to uh, ask you again, because I don't feel I got a clear answer, where should the government get involved besides uh, contract law, ensuring, you know, the validity of contract law, uh, of contracts in in a libertarian libertarian's view? Because... Now's yeah. a real good time for me to remind everyone that I don't speak for anyone but Brian Brushwood. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Almost every fact I have mentioned is certainly wrong. Uh, <laughs> and the answer to your question, question, Patrick, is I don't know. But the, but the good but news is... But which ones do like you I know? There are some that you think, yes, in this case, that should be run by the government. There's Sorry, I'm not letting you off the hook. I, I want to know. Well, I, and I... I, I, I that's a really good question. Uh, uh, so, so here's a really good decision-making, um, activity is to, when I was trying to figure out my voice in magic, uh, I had a very hard time figuring out what I wanted to be. And so instead I figured out what do I not want to be? And in fact, when you sign up to Bombfell or whatever, they say, what clothing brands would you never, ever wear? And then based on that, they get better and better. And in, in a search for the truth, I am I'm a magician, Patrick. It's like, uh, what do I know about the truth and the proper place for government? But so I can't I can't go straight there about what should they do. Mm. But I can definitely carve out what I don't like them doing and what I don't think they should be doing. And I and I think I've done my best to do that. And yes, uh, there's a billion counterexamples, and I'm wrong about all of them. But <laughs> but in general, uh, I, 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 in general, that is where the gravitational well is pulling me to mm. believe that so much of the best parts of our world came from crazy people doing stuff that nobody believed was a good idea and that many people used the force of law to stop. And that's not to say that, and wonderful things came from it. And it, it bums me out to consider all the things that might not happen because of those. And all that is not to say Brian wants everybody to do crazy things or be irresponsible. <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, it's just like like my I, I just I, I suspect more good comes from more free interaction of ideas 
and whenever possible. And and again, let's go back to that word. Whenever possible, mm. let's let's keep the government uh, involved as little as we can, uh, both uh, with our junk and our pocketbooks. It's really interesting that you are, you know, you yourself have uh, uh, explored things that, uh, you know, normal. I, I I don't know how to put it exactly, but you have an un unconventional. Uh, uh, job and and uh ah we say parkour oh, no, no, in no, French, I, but you know i think and, I'm, and so, i'm picking up the thread of what you're talking about so no, there I, was i know what i what i'm getting at sorry uh, I, but i i want to make that point what i'm getting at is in a in a in a normal uh uh way of viewing your life you might have i mean you you were for a point uh, uh, you had a normal job and if you hadn't considered other avenues you might not have become what you are today and it seems like there's a parallel between that and the view on society where well maybe we don't have to be the squares on a societal level let's think of other things that you might not have considered because the laws or the things are uh, telling you not to so i maybe i'm wrong but i, I, think, I think that's a, a really really good point is because uh, back to that point of you don't need freedom to do the smart thing and i've done a lot of dumb things some <laughs> have not worked out well and i have paid the price and mm. sometimes other people have, have paid the price and i have had to make things right with those other people but uh, but uh, man when i think of of so many nutty things I did that yielded insane results. I'm thankful that uh, that uh, th there was a moment I wrote the book on fire eating because uh, nobody had written a good book on fire eating. It was all filled with crazy talk and insane. So I was like, I'm going to talk to scientists. I'm going to talk to fire engineers. I'm going to talk to everyone. I'm going to write the definitive book on fire eating. And I did it and I sold a few. And then I started going to different venues and I noticed that every single uh, uh, municipality has a different set of laws about what they allow when it comes to an open flame on stage. Sometimes you're able to do bar flare tricks and do fire blasts. Other, other places, you have to have a performance license or whatever. Uh, sometimes you have to be a pyrotechnician, which is insane because uh, uh, pyrotechnics involves gunpowder. But And it occurred to me, it occurred to me like, oh, man, you know what I could do? Since I'm the guy who wrote the book on fire eating, I could create the United States Association of Fire Eaters. I could, uh, I could uh, uh, design a set of best practices, and I could start writing letters to every municipality. And I'll bet there's a lot of, 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 of uh, city council people that would love to back the idea of this and make this a unified thing. And I realized, oh, what I'm describing is starting a union and using the force of law to enrich myself <laughs> and to dictate power. And, and the whole time I'd be able to talk about, oh, we're saving so many lives. I'm so great. I'm doing a great <laughs> thing while enriching myself. And I think, I think that temptation, that realization that that's a really thing that could happen uh, is, is part of what fuels my, uh, I don't know, it felt immoral to me. And so, uh, I don't know, even if there's good intentions, I think you can find yourself getting caught up in perverse consequences. Mm. Okay, well, I think that applies to pretty much everything anyone has ever said. So it's a good moral end to that uh, to that discussion <laughs> we've had. I think. Um, all right. Any anything else you want to add about like be kind to your local libertarian? Uh, They're yes. not a monster. Of all or... the people to be kind to, uh, be kind to me. Don't think. Uh, don't be angry. <laughs> Uh, it's okay if I'm wrong. Uh, if you talk to me on Twitter at Schwood, S-H-W-O-O-D, uh, I'm happy to respond. But one thing everybody loves to do is to tell me what I think. And if I'm an expert in one thing, it's what I think. <laughs> so I don't need you to tell me what I believe and it won't yield much. <laughs>
Well, you know what? I think the, the, the listeners of this show are people who are used to being cordial to uh, those they dis disagree with. Uh, at least that's what we try to do. So I'm sure everything is going to be perfectly fine. And you should go follow Schwood on Twitter. And uh, what other places do you have uh, stuff that you do and that people can find? Because let's not forget... You are not the libertarian official uh, speaker of uh, the U.S. <laughs> yes, yes. You have a job. No. I'm a I'm a I'm a fire eating magician who shoves nails in his eyes. And you can learn card tricks from me at youtube.com slash scam school. I am also on a quest with my buddy to become the ultimate gentleman, warrior and scoundrel at the modern rogue. If you go to youtube.com slash modern rogue. And uh, in fact, we even started doing daily articles at the modern rogue dot com. I talk movies and stuff with Tom Merritt at Cord Killers and uh, do comedy and uh, on Night Attack and uh, with Justin Robert Young, who I also do the Weird Things podcast with, with Andrew Bain. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is a lot of stuff, but everything uh, will be available. Well, you know what? Just go to his Twitter account. That is kind of like a, a, a card, people's cards now. So I do link the Twitter account of all of my guests on uh, the show notes. And in this case, it's super easy. It's Schwood. Like uh, brushwood, but yeah, without but there the there is no C-inch wood. Exactly. There is no C-inch wood. Remember that. Uh, my name is Patrick Beja. As I said at the beginning, uh, my Twitter handle is not Patrick. I'm also not Patrick on Facebook and Instagram. You can find this show at frenchspin.com. But above all else, if you believe the show is uh, interesting, entertaining, uh, I would like, how do I libertarianismly say that I want your money? Um, I guess I just say it. Go give oh, no, me yeah, your money. Oh, no, yeah, that's the most honest way is yeah. you say, hey, what you receive has value to you, then you can free exchange <laughs> support it. Because guess what? The government ain't going to pass no law causing this to happen forever. You got to take action, my friends. Give this man some cash. Until the government uh, puts it into law that the Phileas Club should be uh, granted money by someone. You can support me, and that's how I pay for the, the everything that I do. It's at uh, patreon.com slash club. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you so much to all of the people who already support me, and uh, thank you so much to those who are considering it right now. Uh, if you have any comments or anything, you can leave them at frenchspin.com on the website, or just, you know, come talk to us on Twitter. And uh, I think that's going to be it. We will be back with a regular episode, if all goes well, in a couple of weeks. Until then... Thank you so much, Brian, for being with us. And I'll talk to all of you in the audience in uh, a couple of weeks. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.